You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World, where we imagine how it might work. I'm Pamela Merritt, the author of Cat 911, the Emergency Cat Care Guide. Whether you need to fix a care problem or prevent it from happening in the first place, call Cat 911. Everyone starts their cat relationship by taking care of their cat. Every good relationship starts this way. This is the first and most important step towards getting a close and loving pet. The way to get a cat's love is the same things we do to get a friend's love. We do nice things for each other. A recent incident with our cat, Olwyn, illustrates how we exchange favors. We got Olwyn when she was a three-month-old kitten who nearly died in the shelter from failure to thrive. We brought her home, finished the nursing job the lovely people at the shelter had started, and she grew into a beautiful tortoiseshell cat. Now, tortoiseshells have what is known as tortitude. They like things their way, and they always know what's right, and we should listen. So when we got a new couch, Alwyn really, really, really wanted to own this couch because we were so excited about it. It was obviously very important in our living room. There was all sorts of fuss about its arrival and assembly. We did not want Olwyn to own the couch by scratching. We pointed out she was welcome to sleep on it or use it in her games of The Floor is Lava with James Bond, but scratching it was off limits. However, Olwyn kept feeling at a disadvantage. Here we had this valuable thing. Here we valued her. Yet, she was not allowed to have ownership of the couch. So we went back and forth on this for a while. We tried to find a cat scratching post that would like be a part of the couch. And eventually we just gave up and put her favorite kind of scratching post right next to the couch. Now she had not really scratched the couch, but she would try to sneak around and see if we minded her scratching the back. Yes, we would. She would put her claws into the fabric and then out again without scratching. Yes, we minded that too. And fortunately, it was a microfiber couch, which hides these kinds of malfeasances very well. I highly recommend microfiber. But bottom line was, Olwyn was never going to be happy until she felt respected. So we put a regular old rope wrap scratching post right up against the side of the couch, and she has been delighted. And she has been scratching that post, and she hasn't been scratching the couch. Some people would see this as us giving in to Olwyn. I see this as a win-win situation. What's wrong with everybody getting what they want? Is there any drawback to this? Maybe my living room is not going to be featured in Architectural Digest, but trust me, my living room is not going to be featured in Architectural Digest anyway. So all we did was create a situation where we both could be happy. We acknowledged that our feelings were important, and we acknowledged that Olwyn's feelings were important. And she did us a favor, too. She stopped trying to scratch the couch and scratched the scratching post that seemed like a part of the couch. It's all about feelings. As Carol Wilborn, 
One of my cat mentors likes to say, cats have feelings. That is the key to cat care, cat training, and cat affection. Pay attention to their feelings, because that is what the cat is doing. In the wild, cats use their feelings as a guide to interpreting their instincts. Actually, we do the same thing. We flatter ourselves when we think we are rational beings. Just because we came up with a mental reason for doing something doesn't mean we use logic. We really act on our feelings, then use rationalization to come up with a logical reason. Cats don't even bother with the rationalization part. It feels good to eat when they are hungry. So they love their mommies, they love to hunt, and they love us. Earlier, I had to interrupt this podcast for my two-and-a-half-year-old kitten, Tristan. He wanted to curl up in my lap and hear me tell him what a good boy he is. Well, he is a good boy. I do love him. I'm in a position to stop what I'm doing to tell him he's valuable to me. And he is. This is how to have a relationship we value. We value it. It's wrong for us to think we will have a close, loving relationship with any being that we can just order around and disregard their feelings and not give them the respect and consideration we would like. A while back, there was a real vogue for electronic pets, whether it was a keychain thing that you press the amount of kibble the animal was supposed to have, or a robotic device that would walk around and meow. There was even some loose talk about, oh, people aren't going to bother with the real thing. All that messy eating and excreting and combing that has to do with a live pet. Ah, oh, you can just get the electronic version. But somehow, it didn't work out that way. And I think, rightly so. Because... For probably 50 cents, we could get something to put on our keychain that has a button to press and a little mechanical voice would say, I love you. We could do that all day. I love you. I love you. Why don't we do that? Because it doesn't work. It's meaningless. There is no other being saying that. We are not valued and we know it. So the same thing happens when we are in a pet relationship. We care for them, so they will care for us. And then we have what we both want, that sense of connection, of being valued, that is the core of love. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more In a Perfect World. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Music. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with more In a Perfect World. Cats are often regarded as a pet who does not give love. But this is completely untrue. If anything, cats feel so deeply that they have a tendency to guard their vulnerability and be cautious about dispensing their feelings and their love. But this means we simply need to respect the process. And once we let them know that we understand them, that we can communicate with them, and that we care what they think of us, we have a friendship. And then we have that close, happy, easy pet we dreamed of having. There are lots of ways to show our cat we love them. Check out some of my articles on cat affection at wayofcats.com. There are some very powerful moves, I call them affection moves, that we can do to show our cat we love and respect them. They are all involved with letting our cat feel in control of the situation. One of the most powerful is one I call petting in place, where we come across the cat standing, doing whatever. It doesn't matter because we're going to show respect by not interrupting the cat's process. We simply reach down and pet the cat where they are and go on about our business and let the cat go on about their business. It doesn't seem like this is a radical move, but it is because so many people create a situation where when the cat wants affection, the cat has to give up their autonomy. The people ask the cat to be transported somewhere else, to be flipped upside down, to be roughed up a little maybe. It's all about treating the cat like a stuffed animal instead of a living, feeling being who likes to have their way too. So when we pet in place, we let the cat know that we love them so much we wanted to show them affection without disturbing them. We can combine this move, petting in place, with another affection move I call bless the spot. Now, cats have a need for many different spots throughout the house. People are often mistaken, thinking they can buy a cat bed, the cat has this lovely comfy bed, and they will stay off the furniture. But that is not how it works. Cats live in a three-dimensional world. In their native environment, they would have control over every shelf, every tree, every hole in the ground. They monitor it. They even move things around to suit them. They expect to be able to do this in our home. Now, of course, we can compromise. We can leave a shawl or a throw over the end of the couch where we'd prefer they sit. We can put, as I do, chair pads on certain chairs to make cleaning easier and to signal the cat that, hey, this is a great place to hang out on. And one of my most powerful training tools is to create a spot for the cat in places where they tend to be getting in our way. So when we see our cat using one of these spots we've set out for them, bless the spot by coming over and saying sweet things to them and being a part of the spot and letting them know that they own this. They find that 
a great gesture of love. Another very valuable move to utilize is what I call the drape. This is where we don't scoop up the cat and hug them. Sometimes they want to feel enclosed, but it's a gesture of great trust. If our cat is not sure and we're new to this relationship, it is far better to scoop them up and then drape them over our shoulder with one hand holding their rear paws and let their weight settle over our shoulder and let them feel a lot of parity. That's the incredible part of the drape. Their head is on a level with us. Their body weight is draped over. They are supporting themselves. We are not holding them in place. We are merely helping them have a perch to rest their rear feet on and feel comfortable. It is very important not to walk around while we have them in the drape. Let that come later. Right now, we scoop them up, drape them over our shoulder, enjoy some absolute equality, and then we put them down again. This lets them know we care about their sense of self. Remember when we were little and there were some relatives who would just come in and scoop us up and fling us around and get sticky wet kisses all over our heads? I mean, a certain amount of that is fine. It's affectionate. But we could often feel overwhelmed because the other person was only thinking about their affectionate moves and not really considering whether or not we would like it. So until we have that familiarity with our cat, we shouldn't push the familiarity. We should convey respect until we have the relaxed kind of friendship that lets the two beings make fun of each other and be a little rough and all in play kind of teasing that will not be taken well if we don't have that deep, grounded relationship. Another great way of conveying to a shy or reluctant cat that we speak cat is another affection move I call the shift. We are shifting the cat's perception of our size. One of the things we do have to deal with is the fact that while we are attempting to convey equality to our cat, we are always much bigger and taller and more massive than they are. It's better to convey more of a sense that we're not by lying down on the floor, literally getting down to their level. This is incredibly powerful, whether the cat is standing right there next to us or is hiding under the bed, because it shows we're willing to be vulnerable. Show our belly to the cat. And when the cat does want to engage with us, stay down. Let the cat see our fist of friendship, an extended fist that does not look like the grabby hand. Let the cat see this projection of ourselves as our whole selves. Let them interact with it as though this was all there was to us. When cats get more confident, they will approach our head, which is approximately their size, and interact with our face as though it were the face of a friend of theirs. This is very powerful, too. All these little moves form the same purpose as when we go over to someone's house and they welcome us and they show us a special spot they've been saving for us and they bring out some favorite things they've been wanting to give us to show they care. 
It's the same way with cats. It's a form of hospitality to have these affection moves, to freely give them, and to have the patience to let the cat respond in their own way. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more In a Perfect World. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with more In a Perfect World. We should not neglect affection moves that reach the cat only through their ears. Cats have incredibly sensitive hearing, 14 times better in both the high and the low range than our own. So we must remember just how powerful an effect our voice has on our cats. One of the reasons Tristan interrupted the podcast earlier was that hearing me speak has an incredible effect on him. He gets excited. He starts talking back. He's part-timeese. He wants to share. He wants to climb in my lap and have this interaction. So. We must remember that the cat's name is a tremendous token of our affection when we say it happily, when we say it with joy in our voice. And this leads to the power of cat nicknames, too, like Olwyn is Pumpkin and our princess, while Tristan is Lord of Pickledish or just Pickle. All of these little catchphrases create wonderful feelings in our cat that are the base for our affectionate relationship. So give the cat a name you love to say. Give the cat nicknames that are fun and make you laugh. Putting a laugh in your voice conveys love. And also get them their song. We don't have to be a good singer. What is important is that it's a song we like to sing and we put our cat's name in it. My cat, Smoke Puff, used to have that funny little puffer belly song. You know, down at the station early in the morning. See the little puffer bellies all in a row. And on puffer bellies, by that time, Puffy would be lying there with his belly up, and I would rub his belly very gently. And the whole thing was a way of us sharing affection. You'd be surprised at the power of a cat's own song. Another verbal affection move with incredible power, is telling the origins. When our cat is cuddling with us, we should think back to how we got them and tell them this story. Tristan was a three-week-old kitten who had been abandoned in this rural field. If my friend had not found him, he would not have lasted the night. It was a quite cold time of the year. But she did find him. And she took a picture of him when she dropped him off at the vet's. 
and she brought this picture to my birthday party as her excuse for being late, and we wound up fostering Tristan and falling in love and getting a wonderful cat out of the situation. Tristan loves to hear this story, and we love telling it. The reason these hands-off moves work so well with our cats at any level of comfort with the relationship is because of the way cats use presence. This is a cat quality where being close is being close. If they're in the room with us, this is a mark of regard and trust, and we should use it the same way. Walking into a room where a cat is, we should always say hey. We should always tell them how glad we are to see them with their name said in a very happy tone. And that's all we need. If we're on our way going somewhere or doing something, we can continue with barely a pause in our activities. But we have done something very powerful. We have gifted our cat with our presence. We might have noticed that the cat just seems to show up and want something. And we go, what is it they want? They seem to appear in our vision. They must want something. And we check the food bowl and it's fine. And we refill the water dish, but they didn't want that. And we get exasperated sometimes and go back to what we're doing with silly cat. But no, all the cat wanted was their presence acknowledged. Just one of those little, hey, how you doing kind of things that we all do with friends when we're busy or otherwise doing something. Now, we can take this invitation as an opportunity to do something big, and it's never a bad move to show our cat that we care by paying attention to certain aspects of their care. And in fact, this is an excellent time to start training our cat with the move I call show me. This cat communication move involves us reacting to the cat's presence, trying to get our attention by putting down whatever we were doing we stand up and say, show me. I do this all the time with my cats. It's incredibly valuable because if the cat wants something and I stand up and say, okay, show me, they will go to where it is. They can show me what they want. Oh, are you staring at the treat cabinet? Well, what time is it? Oh dear, that water bowl is very low. Oh, I don't know what that noise is, but I can tell you it's nothing to worry about. All these things are things the cat needs to know about their environment. They feel a sense of responsibility to their environment, and they also need to monitor it to feel safe. So part of our cat's presence might be just saying, hey, how you doing? Our cat might ask for attention with their presence by showing up and hoping we give them an opportunity to tell us something. Because cats want to be a part of our daily routine. They want to share their care and have input into it. When we show we're willing to do this, oh, what a marvelous, marvelous friend we are. If we want a caring cat, we have to show the cat we care. One of the best ways of doing this is to get a hold of my book, Cat 911, the complete cat care problem-fixing manual. Because if we don't have their care right, we're not going to get anything right. Available on Kindle and as an ebook. So that's all for today. 
Hope you'll tune in next week. I'm Pamela Merritt in a perfect world, or at least as close as I can make it. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.